What up, Love Quest Nation? You are listening to the latest episode of our 5 p.m. Sunday experience, recorded live at our location in Vancouver, B.C. So come on in and enjoy a powerful right now word brought to you by our founding and lead pastor, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy. How many people excited for the last word of tonight? Are you excited for the word or are you excited because it's the last word for tonight? Amen. Smart people, smart people. Um, good to see the elders in the house. Good to see everybody in the house. Give your neighbor a hand. Look at your neighbor and say, you're super blessed to be able to sit next to me. Effie, can I use your Bible? Can I see your Bible? Huh? You're super blessed to be sitting by me. Amen. Y'all feeling cool? Y'all good? Y'all hot? Me too. Me too. Y'all tired? Me too. Amen. No, I got a jacket on. It's good. I'm losing calories right now. I'm good. Ain't nothing but blessing happening when it's sweat happening. Amen. I got one more. One, one, a little more time to empty myself so I can lay down tonight and get that well done. I don't want to. Somebody sent me, uh, I shared it with, I think I shared it on the West Name. Somebody sent me, a pastor locally uh, came across a film of me uh, playing on TV at San Jose State. Uh, yeah, 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 against, uh, it was a good game too. Man, I look back, I'm like, man, hair, mustache, skinty too. And I'm going to get back in that shape, I'm going to get back in that shape. I'm going to get back in that shape. That was high, high, high performance there. Um, but I look back and I'm like, man, no, I wasn't thinking of Canada. I wasn't thinking of, I wasn't married. I wasn't, didn't know Pastor Julia. Didn't know these three kids was going to be in my life. Didn't know you guys would be in my life. Um, but God used those times for now. Um, God is good. I'm going to say it one more time. I'm going to say all the time. Somebody, but somebody might just get up and shout just off of God is good. You don't understand how, how powerful that statement is. He said, enter into his presence with God is good. Right? So, if y'all want to get something out of tonight, I'm going to need y'all energy. I need you to pull on the, the anointing and uh, we're going to squeeze... I, I think it's a whole, I think it's a good, at least a pitcher full of juice left in, in, in today. For some of y'all, I know y'all got like a drop left, but we didn't, the reason I continue to do worship is so you can get some juice. So hopefully you stirred yourself up and um, we can squeeze the, ladle, la, the last bit of juice out. Um, can we fix this fan and point it up a little bit more because, huh? Oh, it messes with my mic. That's why we should. Okay. 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 No, it's cool. It's cool. Um, how about we turn it down? I'm good. No, no. Like turn the fan down. I'll sweat a little bit. It's all good. We got to go sit in the steam room for a long time. This can't be no worse than that. I'm good. I just want to peruse real quick. Something's just... Um, Really quick before I jump into, we've heard this scripture tons of times, tons of times. Have anybody been blessed by today? 
also get you excited. I, I, man, shoot. Amen. Where you go? Sound like I'm doing a weather report in um, the Sahabi Desert or something. Baba. <laughs> the winds are blowing. Can you put up Matthew 5? This is an elementary scripture, but it's very meaty, if you can grasp it. Uh, verse 13, I believe it is. Um, how many people in here would consider themselves either, um, uh, amen, either, yeah, that's your, your, pra yes, your prayer uh, alarm. <laughs> Now, you make sure you pray. You don't just do that so people be like, what's that for? So I can pray. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> That's my prayer bells. <laughs> All right. Either, how many of you would say you're, you know without a shadow of a doubt, you're saved from eternal death. You're saved. You're a Christian. Christ follower, uh, kingdom citizen, you would say you know that for a fact. That's how you would refer your lovely peerless. He's like, me, I'm on my, my, my. amen. You, when you know that you know that you know, like it's no question. I'm not questioning nothing. It ain't no if, I don't know, we'll see. No, I'm talking about deep down in your soul, you would consider, somebody ask you straight up, you would say, I'm a Christ follower. And if they followed you, they could see you following Christ. That's what a Christian is. It's a disciplined one. It is a Christ follower. You are a Christ follower more than you're a Christian. Christ followers were given the title in Antioch. by That's how people identify them as Christ followers. Christians, because you know people always got to give you a title. They got to give you a name. They got to put a name on it because they can't quite describe. Uh, you just this new thing on the scene, so they'll say all kinds of stuff. But in your soul, I'm not going to even ask you to raise your hand. But you would consider yourself a Christ follower. If you're not a Christ follower and you just kind of hopped into... Christianity, so hopefully when you when you die, you you gain. But if you're a Christ follower, this scripture that I'm about to read is for you as well as the time we're in is for you more than ever. The integrity of Christianity is on the line. Christianity has hurt a lot of people, so have a lot of other religions. But that's not my job to clean up other religions. We've been some of the most flakiest people, some of the most hateful people, racist people. We played a part in the residential schools. Government funded, we ran it. And we are in a time, if you look at civil rights movements, when you look at slavery, the church has always been involved in the turnaround of society. 
These are the moments the church was made for. This is not the time to be a coward Christian. This is not the time to have the bumper sticker but don't have the heart. This is not the time to be silent. This is not the time to remain confused. Because as we know, some people will stay confused either because they really don't want to know the answer, let alone believe the answer, or they won't pursue the answer. I'm not pursuing God. I'm cool. I'm saved. I got my little church home. Help out here and there. I'm good. I clocked in. I clocked out. But there is a time that we are in that 70 years from now, you know how on Thursday nights we go back in history and we talk about in 1996, this, was, this is when the last residential school, what are they going to say about your time when you dead and gone? That in 2020, in 2010, 2030, this is what happened. This is what changed. This is who stood up and stood boldly. This is who sacrificed this so that 70 years from now, our kids, grandkids, they can be a part of that. We are all here because somebody fought for this to happen. You do know that. The job you have, the ability to sit here with multi-race ethnicities, this all happened because you know somebody wasn't selfish. Somebody wasn't walking around every day wondering, well, is he real? Is he? No, no, no. There was somebody that knew without the help of God, this world is going to be a hot mess. And my kids have to grow up in it. Before you even have kids, ask yourself, do you want your kids raised in this? Because they're going to spend times in places way more than they spend time with you. And you cannot drive yourself crazy stocking them sneaking up on you can't do none of that that's not why god god put gave you kids for you to do that no 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 no. that's why before you have them you need to count the cost and do you want to leave them in a world that you didn't contribute to changing radically that is so not good parenting and you do not get married, you do not get in covenant to lead a world in shambles the way you found it. This world, because you walked on it, should be a better place. One person at a time. Ten people at a time. That's why we go, if you go do a show, if you go speak, I don't care how big the crowd is, if you can impact one person's life. If you can impact little Billy Graham, Billy Graham going to get millions. That's millions is on your resume. The Lord going to say, can you imagine the person that was bold enough to witness to Billy Graham? Man, we are in such a crucial time, and the church cannot afford to shut up. The church cannot afford to stay the same. You can't, you can't afford to continue drinking milk. You can't afford to continue doubting. You got to make up your mind. And you actually have to have to put some action behind it. I love watching people press in. I, it's one of the most beautiful pieces of art to see people make up in their mind, I'm going to go after it. I don't know how it's going to look, but I'm going to show up. I'm going to serve. I'm going to get involved. Love people coming to me and saying, Pastor Terrence, I really want to step into leadership. Man, that conversation is always amazing. Now, I know a lot of people who say that, they don't laugh. 
where a lot of people say that and they think it's one thing. And I'm not going to say those that survive because to say you survive something is like it's crazy. You, what you survive? <laughs> you survived accountability. Whoops. But those that will continue to persevere, I look at your change. I look at your transformation. That's what holds my hands up. That's what makes me proud. That's what makes it worth leaving a country to come and be a part of your life. That's what makes getting up every day, praying for you, studying. That's, that's what makes it all worth it. Forget a paycheck. Man, that's beautiful, but that's icing on the cake. To see your lives changed and to know if I'm not around no more, you're going to know how to stand for and with God the rest of your life. When you didn't before. That's making disciples that will make disciples. That's what it's all about. Matthew 5.13 says this in the TPT. These words too little. Your lives are like salt among the people. But if you like salt become bland, how can your saltiness be restored? So instead of saying that leadership, oh man, you guys are on the edge, just say we're not bland. I got some, we got some flavor around here. He's spicy. You don't like pepper leadership, trust me. You like just pepper like if when you like, oh, this this steak needs something. Do you reach for pepper? Right? You, so you are the salt of the earth. You're not bland. How can your saltiness be restored if you bland? If you didn't steward the salt you was given. Flavorless salt is good for nothing. I can't use you. So I can't bring nobody your way at Starbucks. I can't have you just slip up on a miracle. I can't have you, like you got to understand, those that are available are the ones God use. When you wake up and you get ready with the mindset of God use me and wherever I go today, every meeting, my eyes and ears are open to you and you can interrupt my meeting. Anybody that's been in a meeting with me have seen me take notes and I will let you know, I'm just taking notes on my phone. Right? I'm just taking notes on my phone because God is speaking. Or if we're talking, you'll see we'll be talking, and then all of a sudden that little focus, them focus eyes come. And I sit down with my mentors at any time I can tell when they're getting a word. Because they barely start blinking and they look straight and they get quiet. And I'm like, yes. What if that person was not available? All we would have been two hours with you if you don't want nothing. We can talk about nothing if it's going to lead to something. But sometimes people just want time to talk and don't have the end goal to change. Or people want change, but when it comes to the steps for change, you don't hear from them. You don't know, nah, that ain't what I want. I want to be a part of leadership, but I don't want accountability. I can't be there at that time. You ever apply for a job and on availability, you just put out one day. Man, you don't want no job. You don't want no job. Or you would one of them people would be like, anytime. Except Sunday. 
And they'd be like, when are you available? Right now. I didn't did that in interviews plenty of time. Hoping they don't say right now. Flavorless salt is good for nothing and will be thrown out and trampled on by others. What does this mean? You're non-effective. You're non-effective because your salt is bland. You don't stand for nothing. You're wavering. You're shaky. And you're not, you're not, when, when, when people taste, it's bland. You, have, you don't have to look no way. Have you ever been around bland people? Are you bland? Right? Don't say nothing. But have you ever been around bland people? Have you ever been around spicy people? Salty, salty people. You know the difference of being around salty people. I'm not talking about bitter people. I'm talking about salty. I'm talking about when you come in their presence, there's just something that shifts. And if it don't shift right away, you know before time is up, something's going to happen. You know, in people in your life, you want to walk up to and be like, hey, you got a word for me? Why? Because you know they're available. It's all there. Next verse. Your lives light up the world. Let, let others see your light from a distance, not, not close up. Hey, you know I'm saved, right? You, you see I'm saved, CC, I'm saved, you CC? You CC, I'm saved. CC, you see I'm saved, right? Now look, or you see them people across the room. Look, let me tell you, people always watching you. You see them people across the room, see them walk to the bathroom, See him hold a conversation. You're like, man, it's just something. It's just something on that person. And then you see him somewhere next week, and every time you see that person, it's just something on them. Don't let nothing steal your light. People should see your light from a distance. It shouldn't be blurry. It shouldn't be questionable. It should be very clear. But how can you hide a city? I love how the Lord said you a city. Like you should shine like a city that's shining. Not not a not a not not like one of them little towns in, in Canada that just a city. You ever when we remember we drove to Dawson Creek? I'm like, man, when we gonna see a light? Don't get a flat or run out of gas. It's too dark. And why we gotta wait so long till we get to civilization? And then you got the nerves when you go finally get to a city, it don't last that long. (laughs) And the gas station closed. But if they have you ever, man, if you ever go to the States and you drive into Las Vegas, 
you finally come over that hill and you just see boom. Or if you've ever flown into Chicago at nighttime, I'm like, dang, this is huge. He said, you light, light, light up uh, in New York, concrete. lights will inspire you but only here in New York the world gets it why we ain't like five and like that our light will right it's like man we were made to shine and that's what the world is missing the Bible says in Isaiah 61, we'll get there in a second, and I'm not going to read it till we get there. I'm going to jump ahead myself. For your lives light up the world. Let others see your light from a distance. For how can you hide a city that's on a hilltop? You on a hill. He didn't put you there. I mean, he put you there. In other words, you, I, I made you the light of the world. I put you on a hill. How you not shining? You got to try not to shine. You got to really block me out. You got to really ignore me because me in your life is supposed to shine. Calm down, Adam. Stay focused, Adam. Stay focused, Adam. You got to get like a ghetto sound man. He barely know what he doing and he over there just like, hey. <laughs> right? Amen. Hey, he been holding sound down for us. Him and Caleb. Hey, hey, God going to send what we need, man, but we ain't going to wait for what we need to give him what he deserves. You don't wait to get what you need to give him what he deserves. You don't wait to give him what you don't wait to get what you need to give him what he deserves. Chica 
And who would light a lamp and then hide it in an obscure place? Who would get saved, receive the light of the world, then hide your Christianity? That's the dumbest thing a person can do. You're going to come to Jesus and then hide Jesus. It's like buying a brand new outfit and wearing it under something old. <laughs> he said, take off your clothes, take off your old man, and put on the what? New man. You afraid to shine. You know how you get shy when you got something new. You kind of don't want to walk in the room, but you really want to walk in the room. You don't want to hear all that, oh, my God, look at her hair. Like during your prom time when you walk down the stairs and people are like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Come here, gorgeous. Why, why would you hide the new man? Why would you not glory? Why would you not vote? Man, I'm so excited. I was so ecstatic to tell you guys this morning how foolish I used to be. Used to be key word. I am so excited to have the light of the world living in me after how gross and nasty I've been. Why would I want to continue to abandon and dim the light? Why would I want to talk a certain way that's going dim to dim the light? Why am I going to act certain ways that's going to dim the light? That's why he says, let the light shine. It's like, okay, turn on the lights. Put a pillowcase over it. What you turn the light on for? trying to create an Edison. <laughs> Won't get that as romantic effect, girl. <laughs> no, the Lord would say, take his light don't need no dope uh, uh, with your little cover. Don't need no little stylish Ikea cut. He want to take it off and let it shine. And if it's too bright and people do this, it's better than people having to draw close to see if it's really, is that really saved? Is that really a Christian? Is that a, is that a Christian? Huh. No, you shouldn't be able to get that close to me to figure out who I am. You should be able to see from a distance. I remember talking to a, 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 a a uh, person that collect bills. That's a bill collector. Amen. <laughs> they were somewhere super far across. I know across the world. And I just remember by the time that conversation ended, person was like, "You go to church." Not just from a distance, but you ain't got to see me. You, you know Jesus? Yeah, I go to church. What church you go to? How we get there? We talking about debt. Then we start talking about debt. And then they had a bill collector say, man, I needed that conversation today. Are you available? I'm 
like, can you go on and just delete that, uh... <laughs> Can you just wipe away my sins? <laughs> like, like <laughs> past, present, and future, and hide it in an, obs- in an obscure place. Instead, it's place where everyone in the house can benefit from its light. Come on, Troy. Come on, people. Come on, Caleb. Everywhere we go. See, on you, you gotta see this. You gotta see this. It can't be obscure. You got bring it down. You got to stop trying to figure out how to water down your testimony in order to please people. If you got to say the name Jesus, you got to say the name Jesus. That's the greatest name ever. You shouldn't be more proud to say your name than Jesus' name. I want y'all to see this because we we've gotten into a generation that wasn't equipped for this time because we've done a great job at making Jesus obscure. Right. There was CCH. There was real like Christian hip hop. And the reason it was Christian hip hop because it was full of scripture. Now we've gotten ourselves to a place where we want to make music where it's like we don't offend nobody. But, but if they're going to get offended, they're going to get offended. Can't nobody t- take my testimony. If I'm doing an assembly in a public school, I may not have said Jesus, but the moment the person asked me, well, how did you change your life? I get it every time. Well, this happened. It took a village to raise me, my mom, my grandma, some coaches. But honestly, like, I'm not trying to push anything on you, but what changed my life is my relationship with Jesus Christ. You asked. Well, I don't want to not get invited back, or I don't want to. No. They're doing this conversation at, uh, what's that called? Gilton Co. Two talks, uh, two talks, right? One with artists and one with, uh, and because of COVID thing, it's only a few artists and a few just general. Um, and due to the many times we've been partners with them and, and rock there, we're going to go and sit down with people of of the marketplace, club owner, and talk about race, and culture. And they want to know how they can serve not only the art community, but also minorities in art. And we gotta have we gotta be a part of those conversations. But if we weren't skillful, how are we going to sit down with club owners and they're going to ask a pastor how they can get more minority artists a platform? Maybe because they saw from a distance. I made a post the other day about our church service. Guess who liked it? All those likes don't mean nothing because some people like so you can like back. It's a game. Yeah, they'll follow you so you can follow back. You ever had that pressure? You feel like you got to follow somebody back? But it was Guilt and Co. This is the same group of people who wouldn't let us come back at one point because, because somebody complained about we were a church and it looked like they supported a church agenda. 
but then we booked and then the social distancing thing happened and all that shut down and then now we're going to be to me more important than a show a conversation because this is the systemic change in the mountain of entertainment but are you available Right, we want to make all these little moves and think we're doing something opposed to just waiting on the Lord and those moves that's going to change history, those moves that are going to change the path, culture. And absolutely, you're going to support every other genre of music, then gospel is a genre as well. And you can't call it gospel without mentioning Jesus. So if you don't want to hear Jesus, you got to totally ban gospel music out of your club, and then you got a whole nother issue. So you can make some rules. People can't push their religious agendas on people, all of those things. And obviously, you got to be skillful. You can't come in there preaching. I get all of that. But at the same time, it doesn't matter about the preach as much as the light. And God's like, can I just put some people in the club that can let their light shine? Are you going to be bent if you don't make it pro? Or can I let you taste pro so now I can take you around the pro players so you can walk alongside of them so they don't let the pro follow them? Your taste wasn't about you being pro as much as about having the experience in the story. How, how me, me and this guy, we was just talking about it over the weekend. His wife, remember, remember Bree came and brought a little TT. The first time in New West. Remember that? And she came with the people from Abbotsford, and then she was like, I'm going to go tell my husband. And the other day, he was like, my wife came home and was like, oh, my God, you're going to like this pastor. He played basketball. And what, what drew his interest? Was it Jesus? No, basketball. What, what are you doing? Ain't about basketball. It gave me a story to catch fish. You trying to make your bait your profession. Don't mix your bait with your profession. Got the Bible backwards on me. Next scripts. So don't hide your light. Let it what? Shine. Let it what? Shine. One more time. Let it what? Shine. Brightly before others. Like brightly before others. Most of the warfare with family and friends is people trying to what? Dim your light. And then the pressure, you come and you like, well, I don't want to offend them. And I don't want them. They've been hurt by the church. And no, 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 no. No, no, no. Pastor Julie has been hurt by a man before. I've been hurt by a woman before, but I did not ever get married. Don't let nobody dim your light. It's too dark for dim lights. Let it shine brightly before others. Let it, let it, let God do what it do before others. Let me tell you, your light will offend people like a very bright light turned on when you first wake up. They not ready, but when they eyes adjust... Can you stand bright long enough for their eyes to adjust? 
They'll never adjust if you keep on what? Turning the light off. No, no, no. They got to adjust. I'm not going to adjust. And being skillful is not adjusting. Being skillful is being wise. So my light going to shine. And your light ain't necessarily your conversation. It's your presence. Consistent presence. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then, it says so that the commendable things you do will shine as light upon them. What you do. And then they will give their praise to your Father in heaven. I'll watch JT and what we be dancing and doing all that and just... No, you wasn't doing that. <laughs> Come on. Man. Now you look around, man, and you see you see fruit from light. You see fruit from light. You see fruit from light. And I refuse to back down. And you see a wife who looks at her man dancing. At the altar, serving. And she look at her kids and she look at their dad. Ain't no greater security than that. What is he doing when other men who struggling may not come right away? They come to church and they, they, they may not make a decision right away. But then every time they come, they see. From a distance, they like, man, that brother got some joy. That brother not worried about what people think. And he, and he got swag. So you can worship and cry and have swag. And after you wipe your eyes... Oh, he shook it. What's up, bruh? Re. <laughs> right, he's falling before the face of the Lord at the feet of God. 6-4 coming out of Manitoba, B.C. Not Manitoba, B.C. Manitoba, Saskatchewan. Winnipeg, Manit Manitoba, Winnipeg. No, 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 sorry. Regina, uh, Saskatchewan. Six four. Worshipper. What if what if an announcer was to announce you? What would they say? Six four, mighty man of God, long dregs. A little afraid, but pressing toward the mark. Moved his family from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Pinnipeg, Winnipeg. Tender-hearted, sensitive to the Holy Ghost, worshiper. Troy, Lydia, and then you just go down the line and you just didn't say nothing about your career. 
your description was about your heart, about your light, your stand, so men can see. And then they will have, then they'll do what? They won't praise you. Your light is so they what? See him. See him. Go to Isaiah, Isaiah 61 real quick. Isaiah 61 real quick. I did not mean to do this, but oh, it's okay. Isaiah 61. Team tired, they you know, laid out right here in between services. Laid out two years ago, we would have had to cancel the service. <laughs> A year ago, cancel the service. Then you listen through the door and you're hearing people. Come on, let's finish strong. Let's finish strong. God's been good. And you rally together. Why? So your light can shine, hopefully to encourage one person. The Spirit of the Lord God is up on me. The light is up on me. Because the Lord has the poor and afflicted. COVID-19. What you been doing? This is the time for the gospel to go forth. Louder than ever. He has sent me to bind up and heal the brokenhearted. COVID-19. To proclaim what? Freedom to the physical and spiritual captives and the opening of the prison and of the eyes to those who are what? Bound. You're anointed for such a time. When everyone is hiding, everyone in fear, this is the time to what? Proclaim the gospel and let people know, hey, hey, you might be isolated, but you're free indeed. Then you go Isaiah 60. Arise. From the depression and prostration in which circumstances have what? Kept you. Rise to what? A new life. And what's the next word? Shine. Shine, man. Shine. Anything that's trying to dim your light got to go. The words say get up from your prostrated position. Get up from shrugging your shoulders. Get up from being beat up, pressed down, and toe up and depressed and anxious. Wore out by anger. Wore out by doubt and unbelief. Wore out by poverty. Wore out by fear. Man, get up and arise and shine. And what did it say? Be radiant. It didn't say get radiant. It said what? Be radiant. It didn't say put on lip gloss and shimmer makeup. What did it say? Be radiant. With what? The glory of the what? Lord. What's the glory of the Lord? The goodness of God. People need to see his goodness, man. People are dying. Families dying. Folks mentally ill. They depressed. They're looking for what? Good news. 
They need to hear somebody say, you're going to make it. We're going to be good, not just we're going to be okay. We're going to be prosperous. Your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. What did he say? Your light has come. What has come? Your light. Not your promotion, your light. Your light's come and the glory of the Lord is upon you. Man, are you aware that the glory is on you? That when I see you, I see God's goodness. I don't know how you look at yourself. But when I look in the mirror, I learn to see, whoa, you blessed, buddy. You blessed, buddy. Just waking up. And look past what you see in the mirror. As your soul prospers. Oh, you working yourself into a prosperous soul, man. It's hard to quit. It's hard. It's hard when you want to quit. When your soul prosperous, you can't quit. Jesus didn't want to go to the cross, but he had so much glory in his soul. He just said, look, not my will, but your will be done because I know your fruit will be great. and It will be good. And the glory of the Lord has risen up on you. He's up on his people in such a time as this. You need the anointing. For, let's go back to, let's go to uh, 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 Acts 10, 38. what you're anointed for and nothing else fine and anointed is two different things don't think because you cute you anointed nope them curves got it that's what got you in in that wasn't favor that was curves all right so people that wasn't six packs that was that wasn't that was six packs that wasn't favor that was your bugatti that wasn't favor See, you could be in a pit with no clothes on and be put over a palace because of what was upon you. You notice Joseph didn't have to work for that. He just had to surrender. He had to get over shame. How God anointed and consecrated Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with strength and with ability and with power. How he went around or went about doing what? Good with his anointed self. How he went around shining his light. In particular, because of his light, cured all who were harassed and oppressed by the power of the devil. For God was what? With him. To say your light is shining is to say the Lord is with you. I know God with me. Well, we should see it. Well, he know my heart. No, we should see it. Woman with the issue of blood. Heard about Jesus. And said, well, if I could just touch this man. I don't need him to lay hands on me. I don't need him to look at me in my eyes. I just need to just grab his skirt, and I shall be made whole. People should see your lives and say, man, 
I don't know what it is, but I need, to, I need to talk to that person. I need to have some coffee with that person. I know if I can talk with them. I know if I can get some wisdom from there. I know if I can get to that church. I know I'm going to be okay. I know if I could just have a moment in his presence. I know. it's time to let our light shine and I can't emphasize it more courage like Jesus must be restored loving like Jesus must be restored preaching like Jesus must be restored boldness like Jesus must be restored prayer like Jesus must be restored fasting like Jesus must be restored 2 Corinthians 5 17 Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ the Messiah, he is a what? New creation. A, a, new, crea a new creature altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has what? Passed away. This literally means new being, literally. I can truly say who I used to be. I am seriously brand new. My wife could attest to that. Who, I, who she met to who I am today, brand new. Behold, the fresh and new has what? Come, it's here. Don't fight it. The fresh and new is here. It's what you've been looking for. It's just in a different package. You thought it was going to come through that, just like that's why they crucified Jesus, because they thought Jesus was going to come in a different package. They thought he was going to come out shining and blinging, Bugatti, Ferrari, and he was going to come. The Lord is here. No. Manger. Had to be hidden. David. Tending sheep. Had to be hidden. But when they both came out, the Bible says he was full of the Holy Ghost when he came out. And what did he do? He shined, and men were healed. The old previous, fresh and new has come. Next verse. But all things are from God, who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself, received us into favor, brought us into harmony with himself, and gave to you, us, the ministry of what? Reconciliation. Why is it important that your light shine? Because you are drawing people back to their father. That's why you can't hide them. How they gonna find their way back home? You, if you ever got lost, what was you looking for? Lord, give me a sign. Anybody ever been lost before? I'm not talking about sinful. I'm just talking about on the road somewhere lost. What was you looking for? Landmark. Looking for help. You're looking for a sign. Well, well listen. That, that's that's, that's y'all. You're not the destination. You're a sign. Now, what happens if you drive home tonight and all the signs is gone? What's going to happen? 
confusion. No, no, I ain't just talking about destinations. I'm talking about stop signs, one-way street, a sign to give you direction and what to do. Stop, four-way. I had to get used to the little hand signal. I just thought the red hand signal means stop, and at some point it's going to turn green. Back home, see here, it's a hand. It just means pause and you can go. In some places, whether it's a, or a blinking red, blinking lights and all. No, back home it's red and it's solid red. Stop. Yellow, slow down. Green, go. And so I'd be sitting at the little stop thing. I call it stop thing because I don't. I forget if it's a, a hand sign or if it's just a blinking red light. But as you pull up, people got the right to go. But once it's clear, you can go. All we got back home that signifies that is a stop sign so I'm just sitting at the sign and people beeping at me I'm like man the light red the hand is red what you talking about and it's like oh you can go you're a sign if you can't be seen if you bow down to just nice people, oh, they're nice. They don't need Jesus. Um, that, I mean, if you're a Christ follower, then you believe they do. Anybody that don't got Jesus need Jesus. And so you share that. Again, if you're a Christ follower, I've just made up my mind I'm a Christ follower. I'm not going to debate with just I'm a Christ follower. Just like you don't debate with your job when you go to work. You don't be sitting there trying to change Jesus, this is what we got to do. Just like you didn't fight with the government. Why you fight with God? Government says stay home. What you do? Stay home. Lord says don't go. You what? Still go. So we, we, we surrender to an unreliable system and ignore a firm foundation. Nobody called downtown and was just like, why we got to do all that? I'm taking it. No, I'm not. I'm, all, I'm touching everybody. More than the invisible. Why is it easier to touch the tangible more than the intangible? Why is it easier to obey the tax collector, which is an absolute commandment? It's a law. God gives us the choice to give, and we struggle there. Whether it's our time, whether it's our treasure, it doesn't matter. Ask yourself why. Is it easier to trust the unreliable, that seems reliable, rather than walk by faith and not by sight and trust what God says? Why is that for you so much easier? I want to go back to that scripture because it's a part of the prophetic word. Well, it was a scripture that was given before the prophetic word came. 
And I think we're how many days? 23 days when we'll hit the 60-day mark, no, the six-month mark of the prophetic timeline that God gave us about our bursting. I don't know about you, I've already seen prophetic word coming to pass in many ways. I will build my church. This is why you need God to build your church, Elder Rosell, is because the gates of hell will not prevail against the church God builds. So when people rush in your impression, where everybody, what is, God's building his church. When you see people get purged, guess what? God's building his church. You ever go up to a construction site and you see wood they don't use? You can't be like, man, the house ain't going to get built. They need that piece of wood. No, they don't need that piece of wood. It once was a part of the wood that's a part of the house. But it had to be cut. God's building his house, and he's building a mighty house that will last as long as there's a Vancouver. And beyond. Okay. Where is that? Ezekiel um, 47 and what is that, Effie? It starts where? TPT need to hurry up and get this uh, Ezekiel. No, 47. 47. I believe it's 47. Yeah. I want to remind us that the Lord has promised. Then he, my guide, brought me again to the door of the house of the Lord, the temple. And behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the temple toward the what? East side. East side. For the front of the temple was toward the east. The tip, the iceberg of revival, the <laughs> was in the east. waters came down from under from the right side of the temple on the south side of the what? Altar. Then he brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around outside to the outer gate by the way that faces east. And behold, waters were running out on the right side. And when the man went on eastward with the measuring line in his hand, he measured a thousand cubits and he caused me to pass through the waters, waters that were what? Ankle deep. I love this. Uh, 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 you guys, I love this because these measurements speak of timeline. We was reading this during, this was last year. And then we got this word about this bursting. And before that word ever came, the Lord gave a vision of putting what on these walls are flowers. And Abigail and I was talking, it was just like, we want flowers. Now, man, I'm from Oakland, California. We don't want flowers. But there was something in my spirit that was saying flowers, garden. 
And then this word finally came about a great bursting, and it talked about flowers. This person had never been in this space. And it caused me to pass through the waters, waters that were what? Ankle deep. Verse 4, again, measured a thousand cubits and caused me to pass through the waters. That's when we worship. That's when we keep going. We're going deeper. Okay? And it says it reached to my what? Knees. Again, he measured a thousand cubits and caused me to pass through the waters, waters that reached to my what? Loins. My loins. You see, you see the water rising. But it's not rising because he's standing still. It's rising because he continues to walk. Your walk with God should take you deeper. And therefore, at some point, you shouldn't be able to walk on your own. Verse 5. Afterward, he measured a thousand and it was a river that could not pass through. For the waters had risen. Waters to what? Swim in. That's where we're going. You're going to have to swim to make it. A river that could not be passed over or through. And he said to me, son of man, have you seen this? There's another question. See, the Lord approaching you. I wish I would have got to the new, new for the questions, but we'll get there another time. He's in a place where it's, he can't pass through. He's in this situation. The Lord brought him out. And he said to me, son of man, have you seen this? Question. Then he led me and caused me to return to the bank of the river. Can the Lord call you out for a season to be able to ask you a question? Terrence, Julia, you guys moved to Canada. I want to show you something. Can you see this now? Can you see what I'm trying to do? Can you see what I've been doing? Can you see I've been working it out? Then he led me and caused me to return to the bank of the river. There is a return. Now, when I had returned, behold, on the bank of the river were very many trees on the one side and on the other. Before we entered into COVID, I want you to use these last three and a half months, four months, or whatever it's been, it's been Love Quest walking out. What does it represent being walking in the deep, uncharted territory? Our control slipping away. One side on the other. And guess what? Then, then you get to return back to normal, Stephen. But it's not normal because it's not what it was when you left it. So you're in the same city, but it has drastically shifted in the spirit realm. Now, when I return, behold, uh-oh, it ain't, it ain't the same. On the bank of the river was many trees. Them trees wasn't there before. On the one side and on the other. At first, it was just water. 
At first, it was just an obedient group of people. And now we return and there's trees, lush. You watch this bursting, watch this bursting. Then he said to me, these waters pour out toward the eastern region and go down into the Araba, the Jordan Valley, and on into the Dead Sea. And when they, look, look, it goes into the what? Dead Sea. Anybody know about the Dead Sea? What's the Dead Sea? And it's, and it's, yeah, and, it's, and there ain't no lie. No, no lie. It's, it's no lie. And when they shall enter into the sea, you ready for this? The sea of putrid waters. When they go into the putrid, when the light and the salt goes into the putrid, the water shall be what? Healed and made fresh. Your brother and sister that's on, that's addicted, guess what, guess what God calls them? Water. Waters that can be healed. And the more waters that are healed, the deeper and wider we spread. The water shall be healed and made what? Fresh. And wherever the double river shall go, the double river. Remember, we got it in that double, double, double for your trouble, double up, double down, double, double. River shall go. Wherever the double river shall go, every living creature which swarms shall live and there shall be a very great number of what fish because these waters go there because these waters go there the waters of the sea there's a there's a place that you have to go God always has a there he's not just wandering it's a there you got to get to the place look in the Bible Noah had to get to a there Ezekiel was brought out to a there. Moses had to go up to there. The disciples had to go to Jerusalem, a there, and wait there. Paul had to go on the road to Damascus. It was a there. You're not going to get into the deep just wandering around, being passive aggressive. Oh, well, if the Lord wants me to have it, if it's his will, he'll clean me up, turn me around, place my feet on solid ground. He said, the waters of the sea may be healed and made fresh, and everything shall live wherever this river goes. That's why I live. That's, that's, that's why I live. Wherever you go, life should happen. Rather, people resist that life. Whenever you show up, life shows up. Wherever, everything shall live wherever this river goes. Verse 10. And the fishermen shall stand on the banks of the Dead Sea. Those that were discouraged and said, there's nothing here. Church planters are like, man, there's no, it's so hard to plant churches in Vancouver. From En Gedi, even to En Eglem, shall be a place to spread what? Nets. There, fish shall be all nations as the fish of the great or Mediterranean Sea but its swamps and marshes will not become wholesome left encrusted with salt and given over to it die from dehydration 
there will be people that just will not drink from the fountain of life. And that's okay. All kinds of trees for food. All right, do you bring nourishment to people's lives? Their leaf, their leaf shall not fade, nor shall their fruit fail to meet the demand. Oh, this is so good. There is not going to be one place God sends you where you won't have a supply. Just get there. And each tree shall bring forth new fruit every month. Every month. My expectation is not for a season. My expectation is for every month. We, we serve a monthly God. You know, you got a landlord expecting something every month. Every month, I expect something from my Lord. Greater peace, greater strength, greater boldness, greater faith, just greater, greater in him, deeper in him, more love. These supernatural qualities being because their waters came from out of the sanctuary. Come on, see. Come on, see. This is why the results will happen. Because their life flowed from the altar. He said, I'm seeking such that will worship me in spirit and truth. My affirmation came from the altar. My strength comes from the altar. My confidence comes from the altar. And the reason we're so fruitful is because we waited upon the Lord. And he what? Renewed our strength. And our wings mounted up. We let patience have its perfect work. And in the end, we didn't need for nothing. And their fruit, their fruit shall be for food and their leaves for healing. Your maple leaf will be for healing. And your food, the words that come out of your mouth, the laugh that you have, the walk that you have, the confidence that you have, how high you hold your shoulders every time you come around. You bring life and healing because you have edible arrangements. Lord, I thank you for you are faithful. You are strong tower. And I thank you that our light will shine. I thank you that our light does shine. And I thank you in a season of such darkness, Lord, that when people look our way, there's something refreshing. There's something that rejuvenates their spirit. There's something that brings hope to them. I thank you that we will be the change. Thank you we will be a part of the solution of this city. Coming to know Jesus Christ. I thank you will bring us into seats in government offices and in the marketplace. At least having input, causing leaders and influential people to have to think about the option and the wisdom that you gave in that chair room. We lift up all our nightclubs to you. We lift up all our club owners to you. 
there was a club owner. Everybody know uh, Church Untitled. There's a club owner, the place they're in, they're in a club. They're in a club. And they found favor. A club owner, I believe, was a part of their church or a part of some church and part of some developments around here. But they evicted the people who ran the bar and blessed them with the space for the church. And then I think it was six, seven, eight months ago, they signed a lease, a more longer-term lease that gave them an ability, listen, to rent it out, to sublet it, so rent it out to eat for events, renovate it however they want. And what was, we just walked past clubs, oh, that's the devil's house. No, what if it's God's house and he's looking for a people that's going to be in a position for when he's trying to hand it over? Man, do you know how many clubs is closing down? Live show venues that are closing down in this city? Do you know the warfare that's happening on the arts? Those are spaces that principalities used to run. Let your light shine so somebody, a pharaoh can come, a potiphar can come your way and say, hey man, I need somebody to come run this space for me. I don't know what to do. The, the, the bar in, uh, industry ain't working. The clubs ain't making money right now. Do you have a vision? Absolutely, we got a vision. Yeah, we got a vision to bring life and bring restorations and hopes into people's lives. Oh, well, you, you guys can afford the bill? Absolutely, we can afford the bill. You're going to give us a deal on the bill, but we can afford the bill. Why do you give to a church like this? Because we will posture ourselves to take territory back. And when we begin to take over property, we actually change the landscape in the spirit realm. When a place can stop making thousands of dollars on alcohol that leads people to destruction, and then you get people full of the spirit take over that same block, now, 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 now you get to minister to the, to the, to the palm reader next door. As long as the alcohol was going on, the palm reader didn't have nobody contending against him or her. But now the church came next to the palm reader, and we got light. And light always trumps darkness. Now they decide they're going to have to move out because they ain't getting no customers because the landscape has shifted. Can't just be happy. Oh, we're going to go to church. No, we need people to give. We need, we need millionaires around. Why? So we can change the landscape of this place. So that when we dead and gone, Vancouver will be known for a place where revival came and stayed. And then if you influence Vancouver, understand that culture flows from the inner city out to the suburbs. You want to reach Dawson Creek? You want to reach all these small Penticton and all these? Man, let the fire start in the inner city and it's going to spread out. thank you for soldiers who are willing to lay their gifts at the altar to build your kingdom for we know that you are our provider we know that you are supplier and we praise your name in Jesus name
Thanks for joining us. Stay connected with us by following us on social media at Church. And join us next time as we receive another powerful right now word brought to us by our man of God, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy the rest of your day. And in the meantime, get your love fixed, man.